You are now tuning in to Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Latanya Moore. This is the place where we cover all things related to your spiritual maturity. I'm talking topics, experiences, and application. It's also the place where you can receive practical tips when you are ready to strengthen your relationship with God. Hashtag practical. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome to the podcast. Listen, grab your coffee, grab your tea. You're probably going to need your notebook for this one because we are about to start a whole series. I bet you're thinking the season just started. We're going into a series already. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, you're going to start this podcast. You're going to start season three and they're going to break free. Okay. We're not leaving anything attached to us in this season that is not supposed to be attached. And baby, we are starting today. Welcome to the podcast. Is this your first time here? Welcome. I am so glad that you decided to listen to Spirituality Podcast. Listen, it's some catching up to do. Go ahead back to season one and two and learn more as well. Y'all, today we are breaking free, pretty much. We're we're just going to jump right in to breaking free. So when God began to download the topics for this season, he told me that this season we were breaking free. And I explained that in the last episode as I talked about the year of Jubilee, right? Making us sound and really anticipating things and using our power, you know, allowing our sound to travel. Well, as I was uh, really praying about this, God gave me four areas that I needed to discuss and really help you, you know, work through on this season. And I began to understand them as a way to really bring everything together through this freedom series. He gave me four things. One, generational curses. Two, mindset, specifically limited and or poverty mindset. Three, soul ties. Mm, Can we attach to some people we need to let go of? And four, deliverance. So learning more about deliverance and how we as believers need to operate in deliverance and continue to keep ourselves free. So this is a four-part series where we're going to learn more and dig deeper into each one of these and really talk about our freedom, okay? Because it belongs to us. Why? Because God said so. The scripture that I really want us to, you know, dive into and really think about for this series is Galatians 5.1. It is so, so good. The King James Version, which I'm going to read first, says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Come on. Who trying to let go of some entanglements? <laughs> Who is trying to make sure they ain't entangled with anything they're not supposed to be entangled with? Okay. Y'all remember J.D. Pickett Smith had her whole entanglement going on. Listen, we don't need any entanglements, especially not with the enemy. Okay. The NIV version reads, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. 
See, it's the slavery for me. Paul is letting us know here in Galatians that we have already been set free, that we're not supposed to be slaves, baby. We are sons, okay? We are sons and daughters of the Most High, and we are not slaves. And because of that, we want to be free. Let me just ask you, though, do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? You know, sometimes we are slaves to things that we were never meant to be slaves to, that we were never meant to, you know, come under the law of. And so this scripture tells us a lot about that. It, I love the Tony Evans um, commentary Bible because it talks about how we have a choice. There's an option. We're not living under the law, right? And the law is what keeps us in bondage. And so some of the things like generational curses can keep us in bondage, but we weren't meant to live that. That way. I can't remember how old I was when I first learned about the concept of generational curses, but what I do know is that when I found out about it, <laughs> I immediately started thinking of which ones I was about to break, right? I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah, I'm about to break this. Okay, I'm about to break this. And I knew I wanted something different. And so because of that, right, I want you to know that we are all meant to be generational curse breakers. We are all meant to break curses from our families and our generations, right? Curses were meant to be broken. Uh, they weren't meant to live with us for the rest of our lives. And if we all dig deep enough, we can all find something, some pattern in our families, you know, in our childhood, in our, you know, lineage that is not good. We can all dig deep enough and find something or some things that make you even wonder like, wait, I see a pattern here, right? We don't want that. And so we're coming for everything that belongs to us in this freedom series. We're coming for everything. We're about to break some generational curses and we're about to pull down some generational blessings because why? Because God said we are free. All right. And the moment that you recognize it, you have a responsibility to do something about it. Yep. I said you. You have a responsibility to do something about it. Why? Because God has already given us the authority to do something about it, right? He's given us that authority. He get, he's given us the power. He's already said whatever we bind on earth, he's going to bind in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, he'll loose in heaven. And so in that moment, he gave us the authority to do something about anything that might be holding us back or holding us in bondage or holding us a hostage from the things of God. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in any entanglements with anything that God didn't send for me. Uh-uh. Not a man, not a job, not a curse, not an assignment, nothing. Nada. <laughs> so my prayer for you through this series, through this episode, is that you begin to walk in a new level of blessings because that's what we want to pull down, right? We want to break the curses and pull down the blessings. And so my goal is to help you dismantle, dismantle every generational curse, every mindset issue or word curse, every soul tie, and to walk freely in the deliverance that belongs to you already, all right? You all know with this topic, I love to give you just some foundation, some reasons why God gave this thing to me. And I also like to just share a little bit about what this topic is, you know, and, and how I can give you a couple bullet points. But when I tell you, baby, our guest didn't come to play. 
Dr. J is about to break this thing down like no other. I can't wait. Let's move on to the E, the experience. Dr. Sabrina Jack is a daughter, sister, wife, mother, entrepreneur, teacher, and friend. She grew up in Haiti and immigrated to the United States in 2004. She completed her PhD in organizational leadership with me, business psychology at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Dr. Jack has worked in various capacities and held leadership positions in nonprofit organizations, the healthcare industry and higher education. With her husband, she co-founded and manages Jack's Properties LLC, their family-owned real estate management company. Listen, her personal philosophy lends itself to training emerging leaders by creating enriching knowledge-sharing environments through the adoption of a hashtag practical approach to teaching and learning. She enjoys cooking, dancing, singing, spending time with her family. And y'all, she is gifted. She's multi-talented. She's a mommy by day, a carpenter by night, and an interior designer on the weekends, okay? And need I also mention that she's a powerful woman of God. So Dr. J, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Moore. So good to be here with you. I am so, so happy to have you. Y'all, Dr. J is like my girl from PhD program, okay? We hung in there together and um, she is an amazing and mighty woman of God. Um, And so as I began to plan for the Freedom Series, the Lord placed her in my spirit immediately to talk about generational curses. I'll tell you why. She has this amazing small group of women that she meets with and um, she has different topics and they come together and really discuss. And every now and then I sneak in on Zoom. And so I was in one of the sessions and the topic um, just blew me away as she began to talk about, you know, generational curses and generational blessings. And so listen, okay, I left that session pulling down everything, opening wells, closing wells. (laughs) (laughs) I was in it, okay? So we are just in this freedom series and we really want to free ourselves, right? From things that we've been bound by for far too long. And -hmm. we're starting with some generational curses. So how would you define generational curse? Well, first and foremost, thank you, Dr. Moore, for having me in. Um, let me say how proud I am of you. I know I've said that to you before, but I am so extremely godly proud of you. And I've seen you grow um, through the years. And I say grow because I see you still growing. And um, I'm just, just elated and I'm just so blessed to have been part of that journey and to continue to see you walking with God and really just embracing God, not at the level of just knowledge or um, theological perspective, but primarily in a relationship, you know, building your relationship with Christ. And, you know, I told you before, and I'm going to say it again for the world to know how proud I am of you. And I love you so much. I love your spirit. So thank you. Thank you again for having me here today. 
Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. So we're going to go right into it. You say, how would I define generational curse? So I would say a generational curse is anything that is contrary to God's ordinance, like, or anything that distorts the perfect will of God, or like the design of God for mankind. And that thing that is contrary, that thing that is not good. So if you go back to Genesis, everything God created, he saw it was good, right? So anything that is not good as God intends it to be, as God created it to be, I would call it a curse. And the generational part of a curse is the fact that it is passed down, you know, to the bloodline, whether it is two generations, as we talk about like millennials and Gen Z, baby boomers, you will see every time there is a trait, there's a characteristic and sometimes it could be good and other time it's bad. And especially in society today, most of the time it's the bad things that are highlighted. And that represents a curse that is associated with this specific group. And it could be also like something that comes from your parental lineage. It's like your mom was that way. Your mom was always upset. Your mom like nobody in your family ever had children. The woman in your family never marry. Or, or like the, the men in your family die early. Like all of these things represent, you start seeing a pattern, right? A pattern of brokenness that is passed down to your parental bloodline. It could okay, be- Okay, so did you, did you take a look at my family? Like, you know, you were naming some things and I'm like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> did, Listen, you, did I show you something? Or I like- feel like we, 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 all, we all have something, girl. We all have something. And yeah. the reason why that is, it's just like, if you go back to Genesis again, where God intended for us to have life and then- um, through disobedience, uh, we receive a generational curse from Eve, and it's like now everybody's dying. Um, so, oh, and and so and so even before I know, like that may take us ahead. But and then you look at Jesus who came and released a generational blessing where he came and brought life. And so, um, yeah, and 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 curses again, like I said, could be parental, geographical, um, national. Like there could be something specific to a country ethnic right like it's just like black people do this and like this is a, what's associated with black people and um i mean it's just so many different groups and you know something that happens and identifies a characteristic or a trait that comes to start identifying it meshes itself with a specific group of people and it just keep going wow um, I'm so glad you mentioned too geographical or ethnic because I never thought about it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like we think about generational curses, we're thinking about the bloodline, um, mm -hmm. but what's happening in the zip code, what's happening, you know, in that geographical area as right. well. That's good. Right. Woo. It could be a church. I've seen things that are um, some curses that are associated to specific community right like wow. a church community and it's like the people in the in this church this is the pattern that you see and because we are such spiritual beings whether we talk about generational blessing and the generational curse it's like there are so many different aspects of our lives that are associated with that wow I know you mentioned that, you know, it's something that distorts what God has, you know, intended or what he has called good, but what mm -hmm. might be some reasons why people experience generational curses? 
well reason first is relationship right for example if you think about like your your parental lineage it's like or maybe adam and eve it's like what did i have to do i was not there like what does that have to do (laughs) (laughs) why am i in it why am i suffering for this (laughs) yeah no no I, i did not sign up for this but you know like just main reason this could be things that were not were not ever resolved not just the fact that it happened but also the fact that it wasn't resolved with the specific group or like with your parents it's something that was never resolved from a previous generation and also because you are not resolving it why are you experiencing it because you have not resolved it yourself well Uh, okay you stepping on toes all right (laughs) okay so because because i i i know especially in this generation and and I'm associating something, I'm associating a a trait, like we, we tend to blame other people for the things that we don't have, not realizing, especially as it relates to our spiritual life that like, yeah, well, your parents didn't do it. But once you come to the knowledge of it, because part of what we receive from God, when we come in, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ is that these are the things that even even if you look at Jesus, he said, you know, these are the signs that will accompany those who believe, right? They will lay hand on the sick. And so if you're not laying hand on the sick and then recovering, like, don't tell me it's just because your pastor is not preaching about it. Ooh. It's like, it says, if you believe in Jesus, right? I didn't say if your pastor told you this, this or that, or like if somebody laid hands on you, it said, if you believe so. you know so that it's something that if there is a brokenness I like to always start addressing my brokenness with me and then I retrace it but we'll talk about this later Um, I feel God on that I'm gonna tell you (laughs) and so you also look at open doors right um Proverbs 26 verse 2 says like a fleeting sparrow like a flying swallow so curse without cause shall not alight meaning that curses will not harm you will not harm someone who is innocent, right? And um, it's so. What does that mean? It, so since I already said, you know, this is passed down to the bloodline, and it's like okay, but now you're saying that you know, if there is not a cause, and the cause represents our the, the open doors that we have, right? Whether it is an open door that is there innocently, like out of ignorance, or it's an open door, it's an access that you have given yourself. So open doors also cause us to experience generational curses. And the wow. thing with it, because this is a spiritual, it's, it's a spiritual thing. You could see that there is something in your family lineage that, that everybody may, you, well, everybody may be experiencing it and you're not. For example, um, if, you, if you have, you know, self-control, right? There may be a generational curse that has to do with anger and all this kind of thing. And it doesn't reach you because you have learned to apply self-control. Wow. Self-control closes that door to that generational curse. So it's like an application of the word of God that has closed a door that is opening everybody else. But to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that door, you've learned to close it because you have learned to appropriate Christ in the characters of Christ, the characteristics, the traits of Jesus Christ. And so that has closed the door to that specific curse. And that's why I like to say, you know, it's either because your parents didn't resolve it, which mm-hmm. is like, well, that's something that's passed down to your, the previous generation did not, did not resolve it. And then you also have not gotten to the bottom of it. That's why you're still experiencing it. Ooh, okay. That's good. 
it's still unresolved, okay? And either they didn't resolve it or I didn't resolve it or you didn't resolve it. And so, you know, it's interesting because what's coming up for me is that even though we see patterns sometimes, we're afraid to even kind of dig that thing up and see, listen, I see this thing. I see what's happening. I see that, you know, all the men in my family, you know, die early, but we're almost like afraid to, you know, go deeper and find out what's happening. Right. right? And what's, what is it that's on my, my family's bloodline? Woo. Yeah. What is the cause? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, and I also add this, that a generational curse can also start with you. And most of the time Ooh. we keep looking at the thing like my parents did this, my parents did, did that or whatever. Um, but we don't understand the things that we are doing. We are sinning also ourselves willingly, like through our disobedience. And we are capturing so many other evil things in these days that are going to get passed down to our children and our children's children. And we don't see it. Even us not willing to get to the bottom of something, maybe your parents didn't because of ignorance, because they did not know, they were not exposed to the truth. But now that you're exposed to the truth, you're not just dealing with ignorance. The, the open door is not just ignorance at this point, that's gonna be passed down. And that's why some things are strengthening so anchored, like some generational curses are so anchored because we are disobedient. Like it could be something where God is telling you, don't do this. I know so many people, God may be saying, I don't know that maybe for somebody, don't be in a relationship with that person, right? God told you, no, you already knew God said no. And then now where is the open door? Yeah, your parents did something out of ignorance. Maybe your mom or your dad married somebody that they were not supposed to marry, but they didn't know any better. They did not have Jesus Christ, right? And so now for you, you're like, well, everybody in my family, but no, God told you, this is not the person for you. Don't be in a relationship with that person. And because the spirit of God in you, is also telling you don't sleep with that person because you're opening the your mom met, had sex before she was married your dad had sex before he was he was married because they did not know jesus christ and now you know jesus christ and it's your responsibility now to carry the characteristics of jesus christ in your life and now Ooh. you're disobeying and you are studying a whole new, you're opening a whole new can of worms for your children to have to deal with my God, does anybody feel the need to look at your heart, to check yourself, to check your obedience, to see what you're moving into, to see what doors you might be opening up? Listen, I felt a whole spirit of evaluation and reevaluation and repentance and everything because I never even thought about the fact that we could or I could or, you know, my generation could be starting a generational curse. Yeah. Wow. Jesus, help Absolutely. us. Well, man, you've given us so much already. Like we have to get to, to these hashtag practical tips because that is how we learn over here. You got to give us the practical stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so what practical tips would you provide to break a generational curse? Knowing that we've been obedient, disobedient, or knowing that, you know, we we've opened these doors or knowing that we've seen these patterns. Mm -hmm. So First and foremost, let me also say that most of the time people are like, oh, it's a generational curse because it's negative. I also, even in this, I love the Bible because the Bible is very balanced. There may be some things too that you're experiencing in your life that God is just 
starting a new trend with you. Like he wants to reveal his glory in your life, right? And so that's why first you, you have to analyze, right? And you go to God first to analyze the cause. If you want to break generational curse, like you have to find out what is the cause of whatever that thing is that I'm experiencing. Um, for example, John chapter nine, the, the disciples went to Jesus and like that was the issue with like a, a blind man. And they say, um, they asked Jesus who sinned, this man or his parents? So again, it, it, and even to anchor what I just said earlier with like, it can start with you, right? And so he said, you know, um, who sinned, um, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. And that's why sometimes you need to get to the bottom of it and understand what, like, what, what, where did this issue originate? And that's the, that's the first, that's the first tip is to find the cause. If we go back to Proverbs 26, verse two, because a curse without cause cannot prosper right um, without cause cannot prosper let's go we're we're analyzing we're going back so, <laughs> we're learning what the what the origin of this this curse right. is okay so you find the roots of it even even in science they tell you if you address some things fundamental cause as opposed to the symptomatic cause as opposed to the fundamental cause it's gonna keep repeating itself so you need to know where did that come from and that will help you to go back to your lineage and look at, you know, your parents, look at your cousins, you know, where, where your grandparents, it will take you back somewhere and it may take you back to yourself. Um, and so, and that's the point where you eradicate it before it takes root, right? Yes, I love this because it's tapping already into the application that God gave me and what I actually had to do for myself at one point, which was a genogram. And, and really think about, you know, the, the spirits that I saw at work in my family. But yeah, so so we'll get there, y'all. Stay tuned for that. Hey. Amen. And then prayer. Well, I'm not going to say, and then I think all of this happens through prayer. So prayer should be first because finding the cause, it happens through prayer. So you go in the presence of God to uncover and understand the roots of what you're experiencing, meaning what is the cause? You ask God very clearly, what is the cause of this thing? Um, and so I also, well, I'm going to tap into that thing that we mentioned, that you mentioned earlier when you, you came to the group in this year, God has caused me to work with this group of young women, some of which are my, my mentees and some of which are just sisters and we're doing life together. And if you go back to the, if you go to the book of Genesis, it's, it's, quite lengthy but I'm not gonna read the entire thing but if we open in the book of Genesis chapter 26 and sis has her physical bible okay yes I do yes I do. <laughs> I, I love this I love this baby I got a big one too I got this has the physical bible French one Haitian Creole ones all kind of ones <laughs> so Genesis 26 verses 18 to 26 it talks about Isaac who dug the wells of water, which were dug in the days of his father, Abraham. And um, what he did, he called them by the names that his father had called these wells, right? And so if you go and read it, you can read it for yourself. You will see that like there was opposition, right? There was opposition in all these things. And 
what I like to tell people, first of all, what does wells represent? Wells represent life, right? And why did Isaac have to go back and dig this wells? Was because it says somewhere in this the the passage that it, they were filled with dirt. Woo. All right. So Where there was supposed to be life. Mm -hmm. It was filled with dirt. Yeah. If okay. you understand dirt, like when you, it's something that buries your destiny right so technically what you're saying is that like these are the things that bury your destiny so first of all identify if this is a generational curse well yeah if it's burying your destiny if it's keeping you from getting to the place that god wants you to get to then it's a curse right and i said remember everything god did that it was good like he saw that it was good meaning like the goodness of god like the life of god god is a good god right and so any well like if the well has dirt in it then like it doesn't the water is not gonna run and even if the water was to run it would be dirty water right and so identify the dirt, right what are the dirty things in your life once you realize what these dirts are in your life right then you're gonna be able to to dig first of all you you seek where the well is what does that mean for example it could be like huh it could be an issue with having children, but you already know, well, first of all, if I'm gonna, if God is telling me I'm gonna have children and I'm like almost 50, I don't have children. And I look back and it's like, well, I'm not married. It could stop if you're already married. It could stop at the, at the fact that you don't have children. And then you start going back to see, you know, what are the blessings associated with children that you are not experiencing in your life, in your marriage or whatnot. Then it's like, oh, okay. So, and then you identify again, is this like the disciple asked, like who sinned? Did my mom sin? Did, did I sin? Like who sinned exactly? Or is this just one of these things where God, where, like we see the glory of God, but either way you get to the roots of it so that you know how to stand in prayer. I mean, it's a lot to say, I'm going to say as much as I can say. That's so good. That's so I've, good though. And then you go back, like, let's say now, if you look at the children's situation, it's like, well, but I can't have children. God keeps telling me all these things about children or whatever, but I can't have children because I don't have a husband. And then you go back and look at the, the, the well. So that's already, that already shows you a well that like the dirt, like marriage, like your romantic, your marital life. Um, if you know, God did not call you to be a eunuch, like God didn't call you to leave yourself. Cause Paul, he did call Paul to, to be by himself and Paul was like listen I'm gonna take care of the things of the Lord but if you, <laughs> and, and that's the other thing right even as it relates to marriage to identify a lot of people um try to cover their brokenness I work with a lot of young women and sometimes they're like oh it will happen when it happened but what I've come to realize in talking to them or even in pushing them to pray and seek God, then they realize it's an area that the enemy is blocking them. But most Ooh, of the time, us. people put up this, this, this front, they're putting up a front, like, well, it will happen when it happens. But I realize it's by fear of disappointment because they Ooh. don't want to put their minds in it just in case it doesn't happen. My God, it's that protection. It's protection. Then, it's, yeah, it's a self-protection mechanism. And you're like, but then you're still crying at night. You're still if you're still going in like you you and that's another another yeah. kind of when we may not open like where um you can't control yourself like like even like sexually and mm -hmm. um 
all like you're going and masturbating and doing yeah. all these other things. Understand that like this is a well where you should have life because God wants you to enjoy sex, right? And so with your mate, like because God created that. And so the enemy is gonna keep you entangled long enough so that you can keep living in this in this in, in this yeah. immoral lifestyle. And then because that gives them access, right? Mm that gives them access to destroy you, to destroy you, to impact your finances, to just to have access. So that's why it's necessary to go back and identify the well. This is an area where God calls me to prosper and I'm not prospering in that area. And we get to the bottom of it and we start digging. So is removing the dirt, like looking at, you know, what are the bad habits? Like what, what had, like, you know, um, what are the, the, roadblocks in that specific area or like what do I see in me you know that is supporting like for example I'm gonna go back to relationships it's like okay why do I talk to my husband the way that I talk to my husband and it's like I just have a nasty attitude and there already shows you the dirts that are keeping your marriage from prospering, My right? My God, okay. And it's already shown, like, if you're just a nasty person, then that shows you why your husband's probably not here because you're just nasty all by yourself. And you need to understand that because sometimes uh, we see a, a pattern with young women not being married because they don't know how to talk to people. They are disrespectful. Or have you been dishonoring your parents? Because the Bible, say, like you have all kinds of diseases in your body. You need to go back to that because the Bible says that you shall honor your mother and your father so that your days will be long mm. in the land. And it's like, like, you know, all these attacks. So people are dying young in my family. Is there dishonor wow. in, in your bloodline? So it's all of these things. So that's why you do the digging, right? As you do the digging, um, you are removing the dirt and you are exposing the the wells or like the source of life. Yeah. So these are these are and and then you are able to go back and pray. You pray for yourself. You you rebuke these things that you see before you do. You rebuke. You have to repent. You can't you can't rebuke something that you are contributing to. So you gotta repent first, right? And you also repent for your parents. Because this is even when you're coming to Jesus Christ, they tell you you have to pray and say, Jesus, like you taking, receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have to acknowledge that you're a sinner, right? And so for me, it's like, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner because I partook in this as much as my mama did, right? Ooh, um, <laughs> my God. And, and it's funny, I learned that with my children. Um, I have a seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. I realize there are some things like bad habits. You don't have to teach children bad habits. It's like they come out, they look like my children come out and they look at people a certain way. I'm like, my God, <laughs> I did not teach them that. Like they be looking at people, the cross eye. It's like, Jesus save us all. <laughs> but think this is a good time to take a break and just remind you that if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving what you hear to go over to apple go over to spotify go over to whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now and rate this podcast come on y'all i need some fives i need five stars so rate the podcast put a review in let me know what you're thinking because that is how this podcast will rise to the top and i seek to be amongst the number one players so please go ahead 
rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you. So even as you think about, as I, I as I kind of, you know, um, bring all the practical tips together, it's like you gave us a few steps really mm-hmm. in, you know, really, well, one starting in prayer and really analyzing where it's coming from to yes. identify, you know, the root of it. And you're getting to that root, which means you need to start digging up that dirt and really expose all the things that, you know, that you're seeing in your family line, in your bloodline, or even in you. And then go into prayer. I heard you say, repent first, yes. and then begin to, um, to rebuke it. So yeah, this, this whole process is um, in the presence of God. You mentioned that that was the first thing you started with, but in the mm-hmm. presence of God, which means of course, y'all, we, we got to get in the presence of God. Okay. You got to get in the presence of God. So, woo. Yes. Yes. That's good. Yes. So you, you get to the, you, you, you dig it out and, um, and then what you do after that is going to take you to the next step. Um, I think I'm, I'm just going to keep moving forward with that and saying that after you've exposed it, you call it when, so again, with, with back to Genesis 26, we, it says that Isaac called the wells the same way that his parent is, um, dad called them. So that's the place where you are able to forgive your parents for things or like be able to see their intention. Um, because it says also, even while Abraham was, the names of these wells, while Abraham was digging these wells, that people contended, the Philistines contended with him, just like they contended with Isaac. And so there are some things that your parents did. There are some things that other people who came before you did. To them, it was the best approach, is the best that they could have done, understanding that they had oppositions to as much as you did. So you need to forgive them for the things that they did not know, for the mistakes that they made that were passed down to you. And you start blessing them too, right? And you rebuke these things. You rebuke these things, like if they're still alive, you rebuke it. Because as a result of you doing that, you are also blessing them, right? As as you digging this out and like you you breaking it, because as you're breaking something, you have to replace it with something else. Whatever you break, you have to build, right? afterwards and so you go back and you you look at okay this is the mistake that my mom made you have to be able to forgive your mom what we're not doing these days we just keep saying well that was my mom my mom did that my mom jacked me up my dad jacked me up well fix it why because life and death is in the power of your tongue why don't you go ahead and fix it yourself dr j (laughs) said fix it stop talking about it and fix it come on maybe they didn't have Maybe they didn't have parents who could pray over them, who could help them walk to that thing that you know today, maybe your parents don't even know it. So you are every word that you hear, you are responsible for. So this is your word here and you need to go back and bless your parents, bless them in their ignorance and, and cover them and rebuke because these things are still attacking them most likely because they don't know it. They're still walking in ignorance or whatnot. Bless so like, good. you know, break it over their lives as well. Yeah, that that really kind of kind of helps me think about this. You know, the we are always talking about generational curses and how you know we need to break those. But how do we pull down the generational blessings? What about the blessings that are over our lives that you know we haven't really tapped into yet, or the things that mm-hmm. may have stopped with our grandparents or with with our parents? But we know, you know what? There there's some stuff I haven't pulled out for my family yet. How do we tap into that? Right. 
first of all is through Jesus Christ, right? It says the enemy in John 10 verse 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus himself became so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Um, first of all, is to Jesus. Like when you think about abundance of life, I just talk about a well representing life, right? And, and you know, to, without the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that could represent dirt that are put in. First of all, you start praying for salvation for your family members who are not saved. And, but because there has to be a connection with Jesus Christ first, if you're going to receive a generational blessing, um, just like we receive a generational curse from Adam and Eve right? And then Jesus, the reason why this is important is because Jesus himself said that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And you have to be exposed to the truth. And if you're going to bless, you have to be exposed to the truth, right? And so you, you, go, you have to face Jesus and understand the truth in his word, in God's word. What does God's word say about you? And I know we talk about positive thinking and all of that. The best positive thinking is to think according to the word of God. Think according to the word of God. Yes. It means get in your Bible, learn some scriptures. Yes, that is the truth. That is the truth. You, you got to seek the truth and find the truth. Like what does God say about you? It starts with the word of God. And then he gives you more in-depth revelation about other blessings that you should partake in as like that are specific to your family. And then, so that means you seek, you find, and you understand the truth, Right. So seeking it in the word of God and, and you find it because if you seek God, you will find him in prayer and then um, understanding the truth, meaning that you have faith in that and you see how it applies to you as a believer, right? And then you have to appropriate the blessings. How do you appropriate the blessing is by saying, by speaking that over your life, speaking it over your parents. Like I said earlier, you go back to your lineage in that area where you see the brokenness after you rebuke it. Now you start speaking the truth. Like I know everybody in my family, like all the women in my family never get married, but I declare this is what I'm speaking from this day forward, according Come to on. I'm speaking life in that specific area that people will get married and children will be born and this family lineage is blessed although there was a curse you know out of disobedience that went to the um hundred generation to ten generation but I'm speaking a blessing to, of, on a thousand generation right That's so good and, you speak, you speaking life. So you appropriate the blessing on your life and you speak to those specific areas that were broken. Not just say, uh -huh. well, God bless us. You know, it's like, no, if it's marriage, you speak to the marriage. If it's, if it's children, you speak to the children. If it's because people keep going to jail, you keep speaking that instead of having people who are in jail, right? We're going to have doctors. We're going to yeah. have professionals in this family lineage. If you have cousin Tommy, who is always getting in trouble and you find out what this is, like you can be blessed yourself and start a new thing, but there's more power if your entire family is, Ooh, is blessed. That's good. That's so good. You can be blessed and have everything yourself, but there's more power when your entire family is blessed. And, and this is biblical. This is biblical because it says the whole is better than the sum of the parts. Mm. so wholeness for your entire family is bigger than you and like a couple of your children and just trying to have I your feel the glory on that because I do feel like you know sometimes we can get caught up in 
you know, we pray for our families, but it's like, we're praying in things for ourselves, for ourselves, for ourselves. And although we pray about, you know, such and such who has a health issue here and we want them to be blessed, but we're not going back to those specific things and really praying that the entire family receives the blessings. I love the way you said appropriate the blessings mm-hmm. and you tell it where to go. You tell it where to go. Yeah. I love it. That yeah. is so good. Because the Bible does say that you will be saved, you and your family, right? And if you even look at a a husband, if your husband wasn't saved and you're experiencing all these things, the Bible says that if you are saved, if you come to the knowledge of Christ, that your husband will be sanctified because of you. I mean, I've I've seen it myself. Um, I'll talk about myself where my family, um, my mom, my mom married into a family my mom wasn't saved but as a result of my mom marrying into this family and when I talk about darkness like (laughs) when I talk about like I did there's not enough time here to talk about the kind of darkness that I know um there's some things you read in the bible as to people offering um offering sacrifices to idols like I haven't done it, but even to this day, I have my own cousins who are offering sacrifices to idols. And um, I have seen so many people as a result of my mom, my mom became an agent that was placed in this family so that my grandmother got saved right before she died. At 90, she died at 90, was it 97? I think, I think it's between 93 and 97. She died in 2018. I can't remember her age, but received Christ. There was nobody in that side of the family who was saved. And, 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 and all the odds were against my mom and my mom was praying for my dad. And I saw my mom pray for that family salvation, like nobody. And I was like, what is wrong with this lady? They be doing all these things to you. You're still praying. And listen, my grandmother came to the knowledge of Christ before she died and she was able to testify of all the dark things that they were doing um, trying to kill my mom and destroy my mom she was even so many other people in this family receive salvation wow you know man Sabrina that is I'm sure there's someone else listening who has had, you know, uh, a similar experience, right? Where there's been darkness in your family, or there's been these generational, um, this, this, this brokenness on your lineage, but, but maybe it's you that is the agent who has been placed in your family to break something, to pull down new blessings, to appropriate those blessings. So I appreciate you sharing that. Man, it really uh, leads me into, you know, your own story and where you have grown. You know, mm-hmm. we, we like to, to tap into your business just a little bit mm-hmm. on spirituality and, and see what's going on with you. But as you think about your spiritual life, your spiritual growth and your kingdom walk, in what area of your spirituality have you grown the most? That's a great question. I would say obedience to the word and the will of God. I think this is the most difficult part to do. And if you're going to be successful in any of these areas that I spoke about, it, it won't happen without obedience to the word and, and the will of God. And I feel like this is the area that God has pressed me on. Like I've, I've been pressed, crushed, um, <laughs> persecuted, not I've been cut down. Like <laughs> you name it, you name it. Um, yeah. I've been through it. It's been difficult. I always used to say, say I don't understand why I'm still in church because um, God has tested me a lot. 
being in church and dealing with people, healing, being able to receive healing. And, and that's why I mentioned obedience to the word and the will of God. So that's when it so comes to going back, like if there are issues that I have with people, being able to go back and resolving these issues and letting go of myself so that I can resolve these issues as God would intend. Like I've seen God sending me back to people and saying sorry for things that I know it wasn't me. I, I've seen God send me back to talk to people and say to them, I apologize because I had this expectation of you and it wasn't okay for me to place this expectation on you. Ooh. And, and this has set me free. This My has God. set me free because one generational curse that I know I dealt with was just like grudge, mm. right? Grudge and just unforgiveness. And that's the only thing for a long time. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. And, and I've seen healing in so many different areas, including, including in my physical body, because what we don't understand sometimes is that the, even the diseases that we deal with have a spiritual backing to it. It's, um, it's a brokenness at the spiritual level that end up manifesting on your physical body physically yeah yeah that's why forgiveness is so important and a whole forgiveness challenge and have a whole forgiveness ebook y'all go grab it because listen that forgiveness is so important and I didn't think I could do it until I forgave and I forgave and as I as God had me writing the material for the forgiveness challenge like took me through a whole another cleansing Mm -hmm. of some things like um it was powerful but I'm so glad you share obedience. And, you know, that's the area where God has really, you know, worked with you the most, because that's one of the things that you've been saying all along is that a lot of these generational curses um, have happened because of disobedience. Mm-hmm. And so if we get into a place where we are obedient, when we're following the will of God, the, the word of God, um, then we can prevent, right, some of these things from happening to us and in our families. Woo. Absolutely. My goodness, man. Well, I love to ask this question to everyone on the podcast because your season could help someone else's season. So what is one word that describes what God is teaching you in this season of your life? Faith. That's good. It's, (laughs) that's always been my life. God always calls me to things without first giving me a picture of it. Like I look at my my life like Abraham, like just get up and go. And I'm like, so, but where am I going to pack? When I was to buy my, well, when I was to get married, that's been the story of my life. You know, you know that when I was to get married, God showed me somebody and I planned my entire wedding by faith. And when the person came, I showed them, you know, this is our wedding. I took them to the place where I registered us for our wedding. Don't try this. <laughs> Don't try this at home. If God didn't tell you. (laughs) Don't try this at home. Here is a disclaimer. Wow. Yeah. The story to me is just still like, of course, it's not unbelievable, but it's just like, wow. You know, that's, that's crazy faith. When you plan an entire wedding for someone who isn't even in your life really yet. No, he was engaged. She was engaged to somebody else. But like that's why I said don't try this at home because there's a there's a there's there's a back end to this story. I don't want nobody going and looking at somebody else's husband and say, well, we're gonna, you know, so I like to balance things out. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So you know, just just that process. It's always been that way. I bought our first house. God told me get up and pack the entire house. I I dream a lot. I'm a dreamer. God showed me that we're gonna buy a house, and I didn't have time to finish packing. Well, it turned out I was super pregnant. I had packed, and and again, that's why I said faith. I had packed. And then I started getting discouraged after a few months because nothing was happening. So I started unpacking. <laughs> and then a few months later, the house came and I was pregnant and I had to repack all these things that I had unpacked and it was just really hard. So um, just learning faith. And even now, even now, like whether business-wise um, jobs, like I've left a job in the way that God intertwines it, he always tells me leave first and then, you know, and then I'll show you what's next. And these are the kind of things that I've been experiencing and God is really wanting me to grow, to grow in. Ooh, I'm, I'm just, I'm admiring your relationship with God. I am also grateful that he gives me the vision first. So I know where I'm going. <laughs> um, I'm just grateful for that because I don't know what will be going on over here. <laughs> If I, you know, Lord, you know, I appreciate your relationship with Sabrina, but Lord, I like the relationship I have with you. Okay. <laughs> That's not your portion. It's not my portion, Lord. Wow. Man, what well, this has been so amazing. Gosh, I'm so appreciative of everything you have taught us. This was a teaching. This was a class, you know? And one thing I know is that when we learn information, we really need practical steps and practical tips to really break it down. And so that's what I love about how you really broke down how to go into prayer and, you know, and what to do and how to dig, because that is going to be so important for us to then take and actually apply. How can people stay in contact with you? Um, is there anything you want to share as it relates to what you have going on right now? I have a whole lot going on. Um, while I'm still working on um, establishing my work with my website, I can be reached on social media, on my Instagram. Um, God bless me. God bless everybody who is able to do this social media stuff, but I'm trying. Um, it's at dr.jack, J-A-C-Q-E-S. That's my um, Instagram handle. On Facebook, I'm on Facebook too. I don't know what my name is. I can't remember, but Instagram, I think is. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, be sure to put Dr. J's links in the show notes, okay? So you all can get to her. <laughs> um, and I also started doing, I'm like going more into consultation. I do organizational consult, consulting and also personal development, executive coaching and um clearly like um i also do some life coaching i've been doing that with mentorship and all these other stuff um yeah so that's that's what i'm doing right now that's where we are in i love it listen these degrees we are putting these degrees to work alongside our spirituality work okay mm -hmm. listen we are merging these things and god has the final say on all of it so Absolutely. I'm telling you, oh my gosh, well, this has been amazing. I appreciate you so, so much for helping us out today and helping us learn more about generational curses and blessings and what we need to do so that we can break free, okay? In season three, we're breaking free. Um, I really, really want to move to this application because you said some practical tips that are good. 
And I need us to work on this geneogram. So come on, y'all. Let's move to the A. Wasn't that good? Okay, sis was, was ready, okay? She was ready. She came to let us know about ourselves. <laughs> she came to let us know about ourselves. Fix it. Do something about it. Well, guess what, Dr. J? We're going to do just that. As I prayed about this episode, like I mentioned, one of the things that um, God brought up to me is one of the things that I learned to do. And I learned it through, uh, I believe I was just researching and I was learning so much about deliverance and reading a lot of deliverance books. And so in that time, I learned to do a geneogram about the, the spiritual aspects of my family. Right. And so I began to learn some things about my family through that and it gave me more prayer points. So we're going to do just that. OK, I want you to create a geneogram. If you don't know what that is, it is a map of your family where you begin to, you know, jot down everyone who you can possibly think of who is connected, right? So even starting with yourself, you and your siblings, or maybe you have children, of course, you can put your children on there, but you want to go up on your on your maternal side, you know, your mom, your grandma, your great grandma, your grandfather, you know, anyone, um, you could add uncles and, and aunts if you like. Same thing on your paternal side. You want to write these things down, the people down, right? And what I want you to do is really take a look and start to, you know, assess any patterns that you might be seeing in your family, right? You can do this in prayer. You can do it in the presence of God so that Holy Spirit can begin to reveal some things to you. Um, or you can just, you know, sit down and start thinking about some things that you might see. But what are those things, those character traits that you might see? Do you see anger or quick tempers or, you know, people who are holding grudges? Do you see lust or cheating or any sexual perversion, any molestation or like patterns of rape and things of that nature? Do you see mental illness? Do you see patterns of depression and patterns of anxiety or anything of that nature? Do you see patterns of fear or patterns of people who went to jail or, you know, you want to really pay attention to your family line? And wherever you begin to see things, just jot it down, jot it down by that person's name so that you can begin to identify if you see any patterns, right? If I see that, you know, men in my family have passed away early or I say, you know, died young or died in his 50s. And then I might go up another generation and say, huh, he died in his 50s as well. Or, you know, was cheating, <laughs> was lustful, you know, or going up a generation, mm, same thing or coming down a generation, mm, same thing. So I'm noticing patterns. I want you to do the same thing for your family, okay? I want you to create a geneogram and I want you to use what you know, any knowledge, maybe you can ask someone as well about your family's traits. Notice any patterns. This is the digging that Dr. J was just mentioning, right? So you're beginning to identify these things, right? So that's all identification, and because she gave us some amazing tips, I want you to really think about ways to begin to get into prayer and into the presence of God and begin to utilize those practical tips. 
you're digging and you're identifying things, well, yeah, you want to begin to pray about it. You want to begin to loosen it. You want to begin to dismantle it. You want to begin to tear it down. You want to begin to also, you know, replace it and pull down whatever blessings that you begin to see as you identify these things in your family on the geneogram. Okay. Also, as you're doing the geneogram, if you notice as well that you see blessings, hey, my great grandma had money. Her mama had money. Um, I ain't got no money. <laughs> you want to begin to, you know, notice those things as well, right? So dig really, 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 really deep. I want you to dig deep. And maybe this is the entire activity. Maybe it's, it's better in the presence of God so that he can begin to reveal to you some things as well, okay? This is a very, very practical application and is also so deep, okay? It's practical, but it's so deep because as you begin to dig, you're going to see some patterns, you're going to see some things, and I want you to know that you have the power to do something about it. You have the power to pray about these things, to break these things, to come against these things. And you have the power to begin to evoke that presence of God and call down the blessings that he has for your family. Okay. Listen, you got this. I am here. I'm here for it. So you already know I'm accessible. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. Uh, all that information is in the show notes. But if you begin to see some things you want to chat about, you want to discuss, I hope you're a podcast pro member because we are having a meet and greet on September the 8th. And we can talk about this in detail. Bring your geneogram, anything that you want to chat about or anything that you want to you know, really pray about as it relates to your family. Make sure you bring those things to the um, the meetup on September 8th for my podcast pro members. All right. You got this. Let's go. So as we end every episode, I want to end with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, God. We thank you for this episode, oh God. We commit it back to you. Father, we thank you now, oh God, for the awareness, oh God, and for the learning, oh God, and lessons. Lord, we thank you for um, for your vessel, oh God, who you have used today, oh God, to help inform us more about the curses and the blessings, oh God. Father God, we thank you now, God, that we are free. God, that we have freedom in you, oh Lord, that we have freedom through your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you now, oh God, that even as we move into the application, oh Lord, that we'll begin to pull down some things for our families. Father, we dismantle things, oh God, that we were never meant to come into agreement. Father God, we come to you now, oh God, just seeking you and seeking your kingdom, oh God, to help us even identify, Lord, things that have uh, happened in our families, patterns, oh God, in our families. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have already given us the power to break generational curses right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you've given us the authority, oh God, that you've used Use our mouths, oh God, as a mouthpiece, as a sound, oh Lord, to bombard the heavens, oh God, on our family's behalf. Lord, we thank you now, oh God, that we are shifting right now in the name of Jesus. We're shifting things in our family, oh God, and we're helping um, our family members to put things back into place. Father, have your way. Have your way in our families, Lord. We commit them back to you, oh Lord. And even in this moment, oh God, we begin to dig up. We begin to dig up things, oh God, that have been buried 
things that have been placed there, oh God, things that have come against our destinies, oh God. And we call forth right now, oh God, the living water, oh God, to begin to run through, oh God, our families. Lord, we speak a free flow over our families right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, oh God, for everyone um, who's under the sound of my voice, who this has been emotional for, oh God, who has been connected to people in their lives, oh God, who haven't treated them the best, oh God who have continued cycles of brokenness, oh God. We come against that now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak a wholeness right now in the name of Jesus for everyone, oh God, listening under the sound of my voice. Father, have your way. I thank you now, Lord, that you're a restorer. And even now, God, as you're restoring now in this moment, Lord, that what you are doing are putting pieces back together, oh God. Yes, Lord, and creating a new masterpiece. God, we are your children. And Lord, we thank you now, God, that you are Abba. We thank you, God, that you are a father who cares and that you are a father, oh God, who want us to be free. Lord, have your way. Have your way, God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I am so excited about what God is doing in the lives of everyone that is connected to spirituality. It is because of you that this podcast is prosperous. Speaking of prosperous, if you would like to sow a seed into spirituality or Dr. Latanya Moore, feel free to send it via cash app at the Dr. Moore. That's at T-H-E-D-R-M-O-O-R-E. I appreciate you so much for joining this journey with me. So follow the journey by hitting subscribe, share the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at Moore. You can also hit me up in you know, my Gmail. Just send me an email at drlatanyamore at gmail.com. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, listen, I would love to partner with you. Send me a message and let's connect. This is about to be epic.